0: Hello, you're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. And we are coming to you from a very gloomy today. gloomy day. Sherman Oaks today. Yeah. I love this weather. It's good weather. Yeah. I wish my favorite weather is a crisp, cold day mm-hmm. with a clean blue sky. Oh, mine is an overcast, cold day. Okay. Yeah, with a gray, dreary sky. <laughs> if if it's this way I'm serious why are you laughing at no, me no I'm laughing because I wish I had hot cocoa <laughs> <laughs> you're a homeowner don't you have any hot cocoa here I, I don't know if I have hot oh, cocoa man. we did at one point we got I, don't they, doesn't Alaska. it come with houses I think it just comes with the house doesn't it yeah oh when it's absolutely yeah. that's, wait you're not supposed to know that yet oh I'm sorry no I just this is <laughs> uh, look. I, I've known people who own things <laughs> They just shower you with hot cocoa. They're like, welcome to your house. I have a hot cocoa allergy. Too late. Hot did cocoa. You, did you get any um, welcome to the neighborhood visits? Um, no. Bastards. No, I didn't get any of those. Your neighbors are bastards. <laughs> we got uh, a huge thank you from several of our neighbors when we cleaned up the yard, the front yard, though. Oh, I bet you did. One of them asked, wished that we didn't take down the tree and let it fall onto our neighbor's car, the other neighbor because they didn't like their car so they were mad about that they were mad you didn't let the tree fall onto a, a bad car uh, yeah and they were like we would have paid the that legal damage <laughs> i don't know no well, no basket and and wishing harm on someone the other car me. is not great to be fair. okay but still it's yeah no it's not i don't condone it no. i just accept it Well, I, I you know i i love this weather because it's like so nice and comfy in bed and i like to be cold and stuff and also i swim a lot Oh, yeah. And this is my absolute favorite weather to go out swimming in, except for actual rain. I like to swim in the rain. Really? Mm-hmm. It's the best. I, you know I feel like that would probably be really fun. It is. It is. I mean, we don't have... In, in LA, we don't have, like, lightning like I, I, like I used to have in Texas, right? Right. So it's not dangerous to swim in the rain <laughs> uh, like it was there. I mean... <laughs> It's still water. Well, it's, well, sure. That's dangerous. How's water dangerous? If you don't come out. Well, okay, I guess, but it's exactly as dangerous as every other time. (laughs) You're not going to get electrocuted most of the time. You don't know me. I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my shocking life. Why are you standing next to pools with a hair dryer, Jason? <laughs> Why are you doing that? My hair needs to look amazing. We're outside. <laughs> I want that windblown look. Yeah, well, it's working. <laughs> it's working, especially for you right today. You are. You are. I know. Yeah. I showered and I didn't. Real put Parmaia, together. You yeah. are. I showered. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, it's better than me, actually. And I have had two mints and brushed my teeth, okay. despite the egg smell that's still coming from my mouth. I do. Did none of that, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled out of bed and got over here today. Well, uh, anyway, thank you. Uh, so, welcome. Thanks everybody for joining us, and thanks everybody for following and subscribing. Uh, yes. We are brand new, but uh, we—it's been really touching to see how many people are kind of responding to us, and yeah, and continue out there. continue sharing with your friends and family. Yeah, and if they they resist, just shove it in their face. Well, just take their phone, right? Uh, when they're Preferably when they're asleep, yes. use their thumb or face to unlock the phone. Mm-hmm. Then subscribe for them and rate and review the show. For a second. I In for- their voice. I forgot, I forgot <laughs> that you can use the face recognition. <laughs> Don't to, press And them. I thought that you were pushing their face against not, the phone. No. <laughs> I was like, they're going to wake up. <laughs> Don't push the phone against their face. Yeah, that will wake them up. Yeah. I mean, do that too. Well, if yeah. you want to. If Even you want to wake them up. After you've rated and reviewed it. <laughs> And rub their face in it like a dog. Look what you did. Uh, we are, um, we are fun. <laughs> I love that you tell them that. <laughs> we are, we're such like we are not evil, and we are fun people. I would be a Disney villain. All right, so we're gonna. You would be a... but you. the one that never succeeds. Right. I mean, most of them don't succeed, but like the one that like is. Even the villain looks down upon? Like the real know. villain? I don't know. Oh, really? like the LeFou. Are you a sidekick? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a LeFou. <laughs> oh, that's cute. All right, so uh, here on the bright side, we uh, uh, start with the premise that uh, there's good that we can find in every very negative thing. Right. There's plenty of bad news out there. And exactly. We, we, you know, it's very easy to find that, uh, but we are going to have some fun with some some we're gonna have some fun with tragedy first of all yes but also we're just going to uh, find the good in what that tragedy was right Yes we, we're gonna try that's the plan that's the that's So we're the goal. That's the goal. we're gonna have fun <laughs> well, no 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 about you um, <laughs> um, So every week we start with something that we call, the bright spot. Yay! All right, we're going to get into the bright side of tragedy later, but right now we're going to talk about the bright spot. And that's just something in the news that's uh, going on this week that we can just uh, look at and, and just highlight some good news. And you want to hear it this week? I do. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to jump into the bright spot. I am a dog person. Yay! Yeah. I approve. Uh, and other people are cat people. Mm. That's okay. It's okay. okay to be a cat person. It's okay. All right. I have lots of friends who are cat people. We have a story this week about a cat person. Okay. Actually, about a whole troop of cat people. What? Kind of. Uh, after eight days of being lost in Terminal 4 at JFK, a cat, a four-year-old tabby cat named Pepper, has been reunited with its owner. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, last a week, or a week and a half ago, yeah, uh, there was a woman traveling home to China okay, right, with a tabby cat in a carrier case, the way you're supposed to. Okay. And while in line, the case fell over, opened up, and the cat ran away. All right? And the lady who was the owner of the cat missed her flight. The Uh, cat's name is Pepper. She missed her flight to try and find the cat, right? And she couldn't and was eventually, like, made to leave. So the owner's gone, and now the cat is Wait, 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 wait. So the country was like, you have to leave and your cat stays here? Yeah, America's like that, so uh <laughs> we're just the fucking best well yeah we're great and so well she had to go home you know yeah. and uh the cat was was stuck in the airport but so for eight days port authority people like the police of the of jfk in new york went after this cat like to find it and reunite it with its owner right and they finally did uh there were cat sightings left and right over like the kid you know so it was like the saga of the cat that was going on for a week right and then they finally had the idea of getting a friend of the owner who had watched the cat to come in with food and say the cat's name no. in the terminal, yeah, yeah. which was uh, Daimeng. I'm okay. not saying it right, but it's Daimeng, which translates to Little Dork. That's the cat's like nickname. <laughs> and after like 15 minutes of going around with the like, basically like, Daimeng, you little dork, come here, come here, come here. The cat showed up. Can you imagine, though, if you were another person from China going home, and this person just <laughs> roaming the airport, screaming, little, little dork, dork, little dork, with yeah. cat food? Yeah, I would imagine no the clue. feeling you would have would be like, it's time to go home. <laughs> They're like, this. we knew this country was fucked. Absolutely. Now now we're, now we can I'm definitely. so done with this place right now. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate that, because... Um, well, I like even what though, I like about it... it was, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, even though I'm not a cat person, no. I can appreciate... The love of a pet. Yeah. and And when you lose a pet, it's what was above me. What? You just looked up like there was something. I'm just looking at things. Oh, I thought there was something no, like I was... a spider. Okay, everybody. Jason freaked out as I looked above his head. I thought you saw something. Like, no. Maybe with pepper. I'm just looking around. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, because I think of you when I think of Little Dark. (laughs) I can't tell if I should be honored or, like, incredibly offended. Be honored. Okay. (laughs) If you can't, if you don't know, just be honored. (laughs) So, yeah, I thought that was really, but what I love about this story is actually that, like, the team of people who worked for over a week to find this cat again. Can you imagine that's your job for a week? I, w- cat. I think it would be much more fun than like detaining people for the week. That's true. You yeah. know, yeah. That's their normal job. Yeah, I think it'd be better. Get over here. I got to fondle you to make sure you don't have a bomb. On the way, sir. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, please detain me. Anyway, that's the bright spot. I thought it was just a sweet story, and that cat will be reunited with its owner in China. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, our bright side story is way less pleasant. Oh, oh no. And uh, there there is a cat moment that I opted to leave out. Oh, well, maybe we put it it back in. I know, I'm thinking I might put it back in now. Okay, sure. (laughs) That's exciting. So anyway, that was The Bright Spot. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, And then now we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. We're going to get into it today. Now, what are we talking about today, Jason? We're going to go to Pennsylvania. Oh, Amish country. I know, although we're not going to meet with the Amish today. Can we have some Scrapple? Scrapple? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that what Amish people eat? Uh, it's what Pennsylvania people eat. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. They eat Scrapple and they go vote wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they do. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Um, so, uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. Yay! I've heard of it. Never been there. You ever been there? I have never been there. All right. So do you know all about what happened? Nothing. I I have no idea. Okay. You don't know anything? I, have I've heard of Centralia, Pennsylvania. That's all you know? I have, yes. Okay. So the town was founded in 1842. That sounds about right. Okay. Of what I know of of Pennsylvania, that sounds right. Uh, the town's founder... I'm going to believe you on that. Alexander W. Ray, I think. Okay. Uh, although another site said that the original founder was Jonathan Faust. Okay. Um, anyway, Alexander was murdered by an Irish society. An Irish society yes. murdered the founder of the town. And already I, the, we're starting off well. The Irish society was known as the Molly Maguires. <gasps> There's a Molly Maguire pub here. What? Yeah, here in Los Angeles. I've been there. They do part of that. I don't know. Oh. We have to look into that. It's like the um, what are those men? They wear like weird hats. Shriners. Sure. Yeah, okay. like no, Irish Shriners. Irish Shriners. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Shriners. No. Did I tell you I about the time sh- I was in Palm Springs and we walked by the Shriners booth and they're collecting money for for kids that are in need? Mm-hmm. But the guy was a little bit tone deaf and he starts saying, "Give your money to help the crippled kids." Oh, and I was like, mm, "Sir, I know you're trying to do well, wow, but you definitely, but you don't understand they're cripples." <laughs> I know. Sir, sir, help may- the crippled children. <laughs> Maybe they're also retarded. Some oh. of them, oh. help them. Yeah, that's basically what he was like. Wow! And I was just like, "Ah, he's trying so hard. He's trying so hard to be a good." It's so nice when people are trying hard in the wrong way. I I love that. It's like, here, let me help you fix your dishes. I'm gonna wash them, but by breaking them. (laughs) You know, like throw them on the floor. So anyway, the Molly Maguire's... Those dishes are now handicapped. (laughs) They're (laughs) handicapable. I'm sorry. You could put blood oh, on it. them. I did it wrong too. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Molly Maguire is probably there's a whole story probably about Molly Maguire, but that's not this story. That's not this story. Anyway. We're gonna touch a little bit on them. They so, they were infamous. Okay, and the guy was murdered by the Molly Maguires. Yeah, it's funny because you want to be if you're in a gang. I kind of want it to be the Molly Maguires because they yeah. never see it coming. I, <laughs> like it sounds so sweet. Uh, oh look here, the Molly Maguire. Oh it's Molly Maguire! Oh, oh why ah, are you hitting me? Ah, oh my god! You, ah, oh. <laughs> I never saw it coming. I gave you a potato. <laughs> I can say that because I'm Irish. (laughs) So, anyway, the reason there's dispute as to who founded is because Jonathan Faust made Mm -hmm. a tavern in 1832 called Bull's Head Tavern. Okay. And the original town was called Bull's Head. Okay. But then in 1842, Centralia was bought by the Locust Mountain Coal and Iron Company. Locust Mountain. That I sounds guess. like a lovely spot. It's like come live on Shitsville Avenue. Yeah. Oh, the views. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, help me! It's like a giant porta potty. <laughs> um, quote from Wiki: Alexander Ray, a mining engineer, moved his family in and began planning a village, laying up streets and lots of development. Mm-hmm. Ray named the town Centerville, but in 1865, changed it to Centralia because the U.S. Post Office already had a Centerville in Schuylkill County. Yeah. Uh, The Molly Maguires were... So, okay. He started a town named Centerville in the same town, or county, county, where there was already a Centerville? Yeah. I have to assume they were close to each other? Like, he didn't know this? Like, if they were both around the center of the county, I expect. Right. Well, and also, like, it seems like he wasn't allowed to live in the other one, so he's like, I'm going to make my own. I'm going to make my own town! Yeah. (laughs) I wish we could still do that. (laughs) Oh. I'm going to make my own, place. Yeah. The Molly Maguire town. Mm. Um... So, the Molly Maguires were a pro-union group, and they were there to fight for the coal miners' rights to unionize. Okay. But they would use intimidation sure. and violence, such as murder, to get their way. Okay. Well, again, <laughs> you know, the the good intentions may be not the yeah. best means to get I mean, there. Come on! Help these unions! I'm going to murder that, people! It's so crazy! Wait, what was, what English was that? What, what language was that? I don't know, I, Appalachia? I, I, okay. Okay. Um, in 1875, the Molly Maguires encouraged a strike, which uh-huh. would eventually be broken by a detective named James uh, McParlin. Uh, he basically spied on them, saw their bad stuff they were doing, mm-hmm. and uh, got, them, got 10 men to be hung for crimes they committed during the strike. Wow. I mean, yeah. I like 10 hung men. Sure. <laughs> you know, in, in, in a euphemistic sense. That's but not an orgy. <laughs> yes. Or a circle jerk. Well, well, it depends on the actions the men are taking. Bang. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. all depends. Yeah. All right. So the group then. Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the Sorry, I'm McGuire's are um... gangbanging. Okay, great. All right. So the group would fade in power. And memory like Morgan Le Fay after the Hanging. Sure. Yeah. Good old Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh, her, right? Well, it has faded from memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from King Arthur. No idea She's what that the, is. the fairy witch lady. Okay. And they're like, the only way to get rid of her power is to forget about magic. Really? And then she like fades away. Oh, that's smart. I think her name is Morgan Le Fay. Whatever. I'm sure it is. I You're forgot. the Disney guy. <laughs> it's not a Disney thing. Oh, didn't this you say is... it was the sword and stone? No, King Arthur, but oh. not sword and a stone. Like, oh. Like the original. Oh, Okay. Okay. I know nothing about the Arthurian legend. I just know how to say Arthurian. That's all I got. In one of the Arthurian legends, someone got uh, beaten with a rose bush, and I was like, "That's not going to feel good. No, that's no. going to hurt in the morning for sure." It's like, why a rose bush, man? I don't that's know. just rude. I get ten hung men to beat me with a rose bush. <laughs> that's, that's like my thing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop, but it hurts. Um, <laughs> A fun little folk legend is that the first Roman Catholic priest to live in Centralia, Father Daniel Ignatius... Ignatius. Oh, (laughs) Ignatius. Father Daniel Ignatius McDermott, perhaps? Yeah. Okay. Ignatius is a little foreshadowing. uh, (laughs) Placed a curse on the land because he was attacked by the Molly Maguires in 1869. Okay. And he said, basically, there would come a time when only his church would be standing in town. Okay. A little like... Witchcrafty for like a priest, if you don't like. like. I put a curse on this land. I'm a witch. Yeah, I, <laughs> but yeah. I'm a priest. I don't think priests do a lot of hexing. <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one did. Hmm. Uh, so as you probably guessed, it the, the town's a coal mining town. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. this city had some ups and downs. Mm-hmm. In 1890, mostly like downs. Like the mines go down. What? Well, <laughs> the mines don't go up a lot. Ah, ah. Well, the town yeah. went up and down. The, the mines just go down. Yeah, and the people also had moral ups and downs. I'm well sure. Well, they were. Hanging it started well. But... Though. I mean, God. <laughs> so in 1890, it would reach its peak of 2,761 people with seven churches. Five hotels, two, 27 saloons, two theaters, a bank, a post office, and 14 general and grocery stores. I, wow. A bustling metropolis. I know. Was. It was like the town. 2,700 people in the town? Mm-hmm. Wow. There's like 2,700 people on my block. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Think of how many hung men were in 2,700 people. I live in West Hollywood, so <laughs> I, can, I can probably, I probably maybe count the hung men on my, the 27 hung men on my block. It's 2,699. <sighs> So, uh, because of World War One, it caused many men, young men, to leave, and a stock market crash. Many people left. Okay. So, like, the town got smaller. Oh, I see. It no, no longer booming. Yeah. After the stock market crash, Lee Valley Coal Company closed. Lehigh. Ab- oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee. I, I just know this because I, you know, I went to college in New York and had been to Pennsylvania and you know around in the area. So I just know Lehigh, and I don't want to offend oh. our northeastern. Uh, listeners, I would never... I only been through Pennsylvania. I tried to go in and out. That's the way to do it. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> hope you're not offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lehigh Valley Coal Company closed about five of their mines in Centralia after the stock market crash. Okay. Um, desperate people would become bootleg miners and would mine for coal in the pillars that were left to support the mines. So basically, like the stone earth that was left to hold up the mine uh-huh. they're like there's still coal in there i'm gonna get that coal it seems like you might want not to be digging in the pillars that are holding up a mine yeah all right it, foreshadowing so it made the pillars weaker and caused them to collapse yeah the colony area was really quite desirable bootlegging miners yeah this is something i've never heard of bootleg black market miners wow yeah. So, it was desirable because it was slightly less dirty, because coal is dirty, I don't care what the fuck you say, there's no such thing as fucking clean coal. It was <laughs> slightly less dirty, and it burned a bit longer than most. Okay, so it was good coal. And I'm not at all opinionated about no, it. No, no. But you're just saying that Get the coal from that area fucking coal was... and shove it. Give me solar. I, d- I bet you got a lot of coal as a kid for your <laughs> for my stank attitude. Yeah, and yeah, Christmas. Did you get a lot of coal? No, no. I got a lot of presents. That's good. Yeah. All right, you're not you're not a bad kid. You're a spoiled kid. No, I wasn't a spoiled kid. A lot of presents. Well, no coal. I got. I got, like, some presents. Mm-hmm. All right, the table's have turned. <laughs> anyway, the point is I'm going to get coal this year. Yeah. In 1950, the Centralia Council got the, all the rights to the coal from the state law that was passed in 1949, so okay. now they own the coal underneath. So like, oh, the town does. Yeah. Okay. That seems only fair, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're coming into my town and digging it up and shitting all over the place, I might as well get to have money if I'm i right. you Do you have mineral rights under your own house? I wonder... Like, I it's feel like the hill like Hillbillies, certain, right? Like I feel you, like to a certain extent you yeah, do. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's like 20 feet or something like that. I yeah. don't know, something. I don't know. Sure. Sure. I, let's let's think for coal <laughs> in your backyard is what I'm saying. Uh, it might be there. I do You, know could, you could be sitting on a fortune. You don't know. I could. It could be an oil well it right here. It could be an oil me. well right here. We have oil wells here in LA. I know. So, maybe not. Maybe here. So... <laughs> I mean, you're a big fan of gardening. Yeah, I kind of want my plants to live. Okay, but maybe you could you could open a zoo if you've struck oil here. <laughs> what am I going to do with a zoo? Well, okay, a, a, a arbor then, a botanical a garden. A zoo for trees. A yeah, there we are. <laughs> you can open a zoo. A which zoo is for trees. everything you don't want in life. <laughs> just a zoo. Yes, just a squirrel zoo. I, I, I won the lottery. Oh my god, that's fucking squirrel zoo. <laughs> Uh, Jason's not a fan of the squirrels. I tolerate them. (laughs) They are a part of nature, and they help make the world work. Anyway, (laughs) coal mining would continue into the 1960s in Centralia, despite the company shutting down. Okay. Uh, Which brings us to the reason that we're talking about this epic place. Excellent. May 1962. May 1962. (laughs) Wonderful. The Whiskey-A-Go-Go was in its full swing. May skirts and high boots. Yeah, big lashes. Oh, yeah. Straight hair. love it. Like unnaturally straight mm-hmm. it was very mod yeah mm-hmm. but uh, not in Centralia Pennsylvania no. I feel okay. uh, around this time there were several illegal dumping sites for trash in the area sure uh, the city council one one was named George <laughs> there was is he the Pennsylvania bottom that's right yeah the, <laughs> Philip was the Oregon the, bottom the, right? the, cum, the cum dumpster yeah exactly and George is uh, the yeah, north northeastern corridor <laughs> <laughs> trash dump <laughs> Absolutely. He took a lot of loads. Mm-hmm. So the city council wanted this to stop, though. Um, so they thought a good place to store their trash was in an abandoned strip mine. They used mine a mine for a strip club. Is that what we're talking <laughs> about? <laughs> that's what I want. You, where do you throw it was coal Desperate pieces. time. You used to throw coal at the strippers. <laughs> throw lumps of coal at the strippers, and that's, like, their tip. Can you imagine bringing, like, a sack of change to a strip club, and you just, like, flip a quarter at her every time? Ow! <laughs> <laughs> or him, if we're at a male strip club. Sure, yeah, that exists. Yeah. Come on, equal opportunity. Yeah, just you just hit them right in the testicle. They're like, <laughs> Oh! oh. I don't know. I've never been to a strip club. You know what? I take it back. I have been to one strip club in my life in Portland. Okay. Which was amazing. There was like a fire dancer, stripper person. Like a fireman? Portland strippers are like legendary. You don't know this. No, I don't. But it's true. Was it male or female? Female. Okay. Because uh, he's a straight guy, my friend, and we were there for a bachelor party. Oh, okay. Pretty crazy. See, I, I got to walk by some firemen recently and it was very pretty. Oh. So... Great! Did you throw coal at them? That'd be appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Put this out. <laughs> I lit it and I threw it at them. I'm in jail now. I'm broadcasting from jail. So um, basically, they they chose a strip mine. Uh-huh. Uh, it was 300 foot wide, 75 foot long pit that was 50 feet deep. All right, that feels like a good place to put trash. Well, I mean, we we've learned about pits before and how good that goes for pits with mm-hmm. our Baba Love Canal. Yeah, Think don't. Anyway. Yeah. So they had another site for dumping a dumping pit, but it was deemed illegal and they had to move it to this one. Okay. So there's lots of trash There's pits. some place that's like, like not as good as this. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Since they're going to use the strip mine, they need to get a permit and have regular inspections of the mine All right. because the mine's often connected to other mines underneath. Oh. Which makes sense, right? Well, sure. A mine. I like don't it, know. I've, I've never mined. Okay. I don't mind. <laughs> That was terrible. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I approve. Thanks. Um, so George uh, Segaridis, sure, S- Segerius, whatever. Um, good old George, who was a landfill inspector. Not. Oh, I, I feel bad because I didn't see that name before. But no, this is not the same guy who is the trash dump. This guy is a trash dump inspector. <laughs> he he makes sure that the cavern is well Wide sealed and oh. <laughs> <laughs> waterproof, yeah, wide and waterproof. That's what you need. Um, so the landfill inspector told Joseph Teague, mm-hmm. I guess one of uh, one of Centralia's councilmen, there were holes in the floor and the walls of this particular uh, strip mine, and they would need to fill it with incombustible material. Sounds. Like I just ed-trick. love the idea that this George is like, Ah, George, mm-hmm. you've got holes in your butt again. Oh no, <laughs> you've, you've been, been working hard. You- <laughs> You know, I, I, fishers what? are a real problem. No, I know. Me, well, know. in relaxing and letting someone in can it's be very, stressful. It's very important. Yeah, but you gotta relax and push back. Everybody relax and push back. That's the secret. What's the pushback? That's the secret. Well, to make it easier, I you'll have to explain it to me later. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll show you <laughs> <laughs> a video. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, basically, the city council wanted to clean up the Centralia landfill for the upcoming Memorial Day festivities. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was in the middle of town, and the <laughs> parade was going right by it. It was the best thing in town. That was the thing. I guess I guess it smelled bad. Oh, I don't know well. why they needed to, because it was nowhere near town, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's not like they're going to have a party in the mine, mm-hmm. you know? Like right, so exactly. It's like, just the strippers are fine. We Leave need them to alone. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have been working in these conditions for long enough. Yeah, they're just, fine. They're just away from town. We just keep this our little red light district. It's fine. <laughs> so the fire-resistant clay that was supposed to be added was being added, but they fell behind schedule. Okay. and uh, What's this ridiculous deadline for Memorial Day? That's crazy. crazy. So okay. city council decided to have the, the uh, trash burned. Oh. Um, in the non... When they haven't filled it with the non-inflammable... <laughs> members of the Vine volunteer firefighters brigade on may 27th 1962 set fire to the trash and that night they watched and put out any flames that they could see okay and adele sang that she set fire to the trash, <laughs> to the trash. <laughs> watched it burn as i kissed your ass <clears throat> sorry she sang it to george mm-hmm. despite their best effort fire was seen again on may 29th mm-hmm. they put it out again Okay. Now on July 2nd, uh Monsignor William J Burke smelled nasty smells from burning trash and coal. What? Why? <laughs> so, on June it's 4th, It's a massive <laughs> trash fire on the edge of town. It's fine. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day. But he also smelled coal. Oh, no. So, on June 4th, his complaints were confirmed with another surge of the fire. Oh. Again, they put it out. Wait, so this fire is just like, oh no. It's just embers, and it's just, oh, no. Reigniting. So then they had bulldozers move the trash around to help them find the areas that might still be burning. And when they did this, they found a 15-foot-wide and several-feet-high hole that was found at the northern end of the pit. And then they found this hole. They thought, "Uh uh-oh. This is at a page break. Scroll. Scroll. (laughs) Scroll, you bastard. So the council contacted Clarence Mooch Kashner, uh-huh. who was the president of the Independent Miners, Brakemen, and Truckers Union. Right, for a week and a half, and then he resigned. <laughs> <laughs> to come take a look at what they were dealing with. I uh-huh. also love that Miners, Brakemen, and Truckers are in the same union. It's just like an interesting, like, three, like, very... Yeah, that does seem weird. Yeah. But, cool, I'm uh, glad Truckers and Brakemen, I get, because yeah. you get trucking and you also have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I drive the truck. What do you do? I, I break, break the, the truck. truck. <laughs> So, (laughs) and I I fix it. Yeah. Shut up, Larry. (laughs) He means break, not break. Shut up. (laughs) So Kashner called his his friend, Gordon Smith, Mm -hmm. who came with a steam shovel to dig out the still-burning trash so they could see what was really going on. Okay. Uh, Then Art Joyce... What was really going on, Jason? We're going to find out. What was going on? We're going to find out. Then Art Joyce was called, and Art was a mine inspector. Uh Uh-huh. Art brought equipment to test the smoke that was coming from the giant hole in a strip mine wall and discovered that carbon monoxide levels were there that were needed for a coal mine fire. Oh, there was a coal mine fire going on? Right now? Yep. Well why? They only set fire to a coal mine? <laughs> <laughs> Why would there be a fire? So there's a lot of... Why, and you're you're killing me right now. You're like, this guy showed up, and then this guy showed up, and then this guy showed up. They confirmed. They had some coffee. This guy <laughs> tested this. This guy came over here and said, I'm a trekker, And then they're like, what's going on? <laughs> That's basically what was happening. That's what's so infuriating about this entire experience. So... They, uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of comments on how the fire started, uh-huh. including that the city council What? Claimed... They set fire to the thing. <laughs> so, but <laughs> they claim that that's not how, ha- they didn't, and that it started because it, it was unusually hot. What? Yeah, so they like, they said. Uh, They're like, oh, no, I don't know anything about it. Uh, yeah. uh, put the matches away. Put the matches away. <laughs> Wait, but you told me to bring the, the extra the gasoline. the matches away. <laughs> <laughs> So the city council had an emergency meeting with the LVCC the the Lehigh yeah. Valley Coal Company sure. and the uh, Sus- Susquehanna Susquehanna You're welcome Susquehanna, Susquehanna. Got ahead. I'm just getting ahead of that. One. <laughs> yeah. Coal company What you don't like how I read? <laughs> you don't like my weird words? The, uh, I love them. And the Deputy Secretary of Mines, James uh, Schober Jr., at the site of the fire on August 6th. Sure, let's get so over So they there. waited until this August oh. to have this meeting, by the, by the way. Wait, didn't it start in, like, May? Yeah. Okay. So, Schober... so all of June and July, it's just burning? <laughs> so Schober said... I hate these people. I hate these people so much. they like, there's a coal mine fire. Well... I don't know why. It's, we just set fire to a coal mine. Let's talk about it in about two months. Yeah. Mm. I, oh, June, July, July 4th, not good oh, for that's me. not good for me. Yeah. Uh, after Memorial Day, then there's the 4th of July. What about June? No, no, uh, uh, my birthday's in late June, yeah, July. I'm so. going to be really busy that day. Yeah. What are you doing? We're I'm doing just... Disney World, so then yeah. right after that we come back oh, and okay. we'll talk about it. So, Chauver said he expected the state to pay about $30,000 to dig out the fire. Wow. Another man, Alonzo Sanchez, said he would do it for free if he was allowed to keep any coal that he found. <laughs> they rejected him. <laughs> <laughs> the coal's on fire. I, I want that to be the only thing we hear about Alonzo Sanchez of all time. That'd be great. I'll, I'll dig out the thing, but I want to keep the Shut up. <laughs> That's the only thing that we hear. Fantastic! About. <laughs> That's awesome. I love I love Alonzo Sanchez. He's so, our bit player today. D- during Custer. during this time, state mine inspectors were checking all the Centralia mines daily. They were looking at the carbon monoxide levels, and on August ninth, they found them mm. that they were toxic now and deadly. Yeah. So it wouldn't be until August seventeenth, oh however, Lord. that bids for an attempt at excavating the fire would be opened. What? So two days later, Birdie Inc. Won the bid for twenty thousand uh-huh. dollars. Uh, they began work on the twenty second. This is good. We want to do that. I, I just <laughs> as love as slow do as this. possible. Yeah, as slow <laughs> as possible, and for the lowest bidder. Fantastic. <laughs> this is this is just. I don't see anything that could possibly go wrong. with Yes. Yeah. So it was originally thought that Birdie would only need to dig up twenty four thousand cubic yards. Mm-hmm. The DMMI, the Department of Mines and Mineral Industries, was sure of this. Okay. Since we know that we're sure of it, we can guarantee that they're not right. Not correct. (laughs) So, in fact, they told Birdie that they couldn't do uh, explorative digging to find the edge of the fire because they thought they knew how big the fire was at this point. Birdie was only allowed to dig in a spot designated. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they literally, this is the only place you can dig. What? Yeah. Why are they, so they're digging because they feel like the fire is underneath it. Yeah, they, they, they know where it started. They, well, sure. They're like, we got where it started. Yeah, it started here in this hot patch. <laughs> uh, where the sun hits it a yeah, lot. It's really hot. See, the strippers were doing a really hot dance. It was you really see? hot. It was the fire-breathing stripper that did it, you see. <laughs> Old Dragonella. Yeah. Oh, she's, I'll uh, tell you what, not coming back. She's also a drag queen. <laughs> it's a double meeting. <laughs> she's a he with great talent. <laughs> RuPaul look out for Dragonella. Coming to you live. This is the year RuPaul was born. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And from the ashes, RuPaul sprang forth. Mm-hmm. This is like the Ru- a drag phoenix. <laughs> is this the origin story of RuPaul the yeah. superhero? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Shantae, you slay. Oh, I think and you know knowing what I know of RuPaul, which is not a lot, but I think that I think that he'd be fine. With the origin story of, like, rising out of a trash heap fire. <laughs> I think he'd be okay with it. I mean, it's a legendary story. Yeah, it's pretty great. That leads to, uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, they figured out where the fire was based on where steam was pouring out of the ground. Well, you know what? Finally, some <laughs> good investigative work. As uh, Bertie started digging, air rushed in and fed the fire. Yeah, yeah, good, smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So, uh, Steve uh, Keithla. Keith whatever. Steve, one of Birdie's workers revealed that because they took so long to get started, the fire spread further than they expected. What? Only because it had been burning for 3 months? Yep. Oh, okay. And if that was It was no longer in this one little area. Wait, wait. You're you're talking to me as if fire needs more and more fuel to to, to keep lit. What? Right. Fuck your science. <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't bad enough, Birdie used a really small shovel for the, the job. It was an actual like hummingbird after it. Like... <laughs> Pecking at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a hummingbird uh, woodpecker uh, hybrid yeah right <laughs> um, and that's when, where they spent all their money was in the uh, genetic testing right they were also only allowed to work eight hours a day well that's fine with me I mean if this is gonna go by three no, months no but here's time... the thing fires don't go home after an eight hour day like if you're mm-hmm. fighting a fire mm-hmm. like then you hire a lot of people mm-hmm. and they work eight hour shifts mm-hmm. but like they literally had to shut down after eight hours mm-hmm. like no more fuck your science <laughs> All right, we talked to the fire. It's 5 o'clock. You can't talk to a fire. We to the fire. It's 5 o'clock. We're going home. It's also going to just stay right where it is. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> so during Labor Day weekend, the project was put on hold for five days. <laughs> love the fire is like scheduled around fucking holidays oh my god this started because of memorial day and now it's labor day the entire summer this thing has been going yeah as the digging continued the fire moved deeper into the earth and further north oh god by the end of is is this how mordor started is this where we're going (laughs) and that's why rupaul was born to help Mm. stop mordor oh sure yeah yeah. Yeah. Ah, sashay (laughs) away Um, by the end of Birdie's tenure, mm-hmm. they excavated 58,580 cubic yards and they... they more than they meant to. Right? Ran out okay. of money on October 29th. October 29th. Yeah. All right, it's Halloween now. Yep. All right. <laughs> and we still... God. So people saw the money running out, however, and before October 29th, they proposed that they flush the mine with crushed rock and water. All okay. Right? This is something that they do sometimes. Okay, sure. So they would dig down and flush the water into the mines. Ahead of the fire before it reached and stopped it in its track. Sure. Because, like, you can I'm going to pretend like that makes sense to me. Yeah, so basically, here's the mine coming at you, the fire, right? The m- ah. Okay. And then they're, over here, it hasn't reached you yet. They're like, dig, 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 mm-hmm. dig. And then they're like, water. Thanks for the visual in the podcast form. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, God. So, <laughs> this would cost around $40,000. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. opened bids on November 1st, after Halloween. Sure. And uh K and H excavating one with a low ball bid of twenty eight thousand four hundred. And they're and they're taking over unders now on whether <laughs> this is gonna happen before or after Thanksgiving and Christmas and New right. Year's and Valentine's Day. All right. They drilled holes twenty feet apart in a semicircle around the edge of the landfill. Okay. Uh but Centralia was experiencing a super heavy flow of snowfall. It was a heavy flow year. Yeah. Sure. I mean sometimes you have that a heavy flow month. That happens. Yeah. The uh, snow wasn't helping at all? No. No, so the water line froze. <laughs> Oh, no. And then the machine that was used to grind up rocks (laughs) (laughs) froze. Right about the time that they're going like, yeah, this was started started in summer. Yeah. Okay, we could have done this. Yeah. The DMMI Uh uh, was worried that the 10,000 cubic yards of shit that they poured into the holes wouldn't be enough to fill the mine. So they decided to leave the holes open. Which, as you guessed, gave the fire fresh well, see, oxygen. See what we're gonna do is we're gonna ca- we're gonna carve uh, pipes to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, that sounds great. Yeah, and then we're gonna fill the pipes, okay, uh, with yeah, stuff. Of but course. if we don't get to filling the pipes with stuff, we're just gonna leave them open. That seems uh, like a terrible plan. No, we're just gonna leave them open, mm-hmm. and and then that way they'll have pipes, and and they'll make a fun little like whoo sound. <laughs> the fire will make some music. <laughs> It was like an art installation. (laughs) (laughs) This round of stupidity... Cost over forty two thousand. That sounds fine. Even though they the bid initially with twenty eight four hundred. Yeah. So okay, on April, but how was the Halloween parade that year? I know. Woo! <laughs> Come with me, fire! We're gonna be so cool. Oh. On April eleventh, steam began flowing out of new holes in the area. I and just, why is the sound why why is the phrase "new holes" sound so romantic to me? <laughs> I don't know why. Because so... you haven't explored those holes no, before. That's true. That's it's like a it new cave to explore. Adventurous. Yeah. Right. Go on. It, it's like welcome in. Not a tight hole, but it's a pleasurable one Sure Yeah So the, the new holes were about 700 feet east of the original fire Okay So it's spreading Sure They came up with three new proposals to stop the fire in 1963 But wanted to wait until the fiscal year started on July 1st Fuck you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Just, it's a year later they want to wait for yeah, this? These, what is with these people? The state then abandoned... There it. is a fire <laughs> under your town! This is, fix it! This is the fire that's going to get you. Oh, God. This the is state it? abandoned the project in 1963. 1963? <laughs> what just, do you mean? They just said, we're not going to find it anymore. They're just going to let it burn. <laughs> for how long? Until it, puts out, until it comes out. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, is I it mean, not, is it not threatening anybody at all or like it's, it's, it's okay. You know, all right. So okay. there's a ton of ideas as to how the fire started, by the way. I think it earlier. was the trash <laughs> fire they started, which you told me about to, to pretty up for Memorial Day. So one person had a theory that because the clay wasn't there on time, that they dumped hot ash from coal burners into the pit and it hit a vein the day before. Oh. So like the day it started the day before no sugar sure. the, the, the lit the trash on fire. firefighters lit it on fire yeah, that's not disputed right it, it's disputed everything's disputed the, the firefighters lit it on fire uh that's disputed as well I mean oh yeah. okay so another is it that seems the fire, pretty well documented right yeah. there were people doing it okay yeah. so another is that the fire came from the bast Uh, colliery coal fire of 1932. Uh, 32? Yeah, it was from an explosion, the idea that 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 fire never got put out. Uh Uh-huh. And that it reached uh, Centralia from one of the um, seams of coal. Uh Uh-huh. And it reached it 30 years later. 1962 on the same day that the trash fire was (laughs) set. All right. Uh, This is a stretch, you guys. That's a stretch. uh, This was disputed by Frank uh, Giorgio Sr. Who Who said, Come on! Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a bootlegger uh-huh. uh, between nineteen sixty 1960 and nineteen sixty two near the landfill. Yeah. And he said if this was the case, he and his brother would have died from the fumes and gases. I don't know. How long has he been a bootlegger? He probably built up an immunity. A yeah. Uh everyone was like with Frank though. He probably like, came out to the normal like like uh air. atmosphere and was like <sighs> I hate it up here. I like miss the my penguin. I miss my friend fire. Yeah. Uh. Um Councilman Joseph Teague thought that maybe a different fire from the West was the thing that set the landfill okay, guys, on fire you. on May 27th. You set the <laughs> trash on fire. All right, just own it. All yeah. right, just own it. Uh, the final theory that spontaneous combustion from the heat... <laughs> this is not the final theory. ...started a fire in the area of the landfill, and state and federal people accepted this for a long time, uh, uh, because they, they there was a letter sent to the Lehigh Valley Coal Company. But we have this letter. Yeah, and the letter says, uh, quote, a fire of unknown origin starting on or about... June twenty fifth, nineteen sixty two, during a period of unusually hot weather. Oh my god, that is insane! I'm gonna give you another theory, okay? Alonzo Sanchez. Oh, oh my god! I think he did it. He wanted. Mm-hmm. He wanted that. He's coal. like he lit it right, and then was like, "I can put that out for you for free." Mm-hmm. And if they, all I need is the coal. He's like a super villain. Mm-hmm. So, and then they were like, "Fuck you!" And then he was like, "Oh crap." And he's like, well, good luck with your new I shit hellhole. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> coal burns a lot longer than firewood. I just figured, if, if we're just coming up with theories, Oh yeah, it was Alonzo. It was actually the little baby. Okay. The, the... Oh, the Incredibles baby? Jack-Jack, yeah. <laughs> who just sets himself on fire sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, uh, coal burns a lot longer than firewood because it has its own fuel source, carbon, and oxygen in it. Mm-hmm. So it burns really slowly. Uh, and because of the heat from the flames, coal can burn until the carbon is exhausted. Hmm. Uh, as we learned, this particular seam of coal uh, was coals that burned extra slow. Oh, rain. Sure. So it's like, it's going to burn for a while. Uh, now, the citizens of Centralia weren't too worried about the fire. Yeah. They... uh No, what's to worry about? They wouldn't be worried until around 1979. What? Wait, what? Then-mayor John Coddington, who also happened to own a gas station... Why are they opening gas stations in the town? (laughs) ...went to check on his gas in the underground tanks and found the temperature to be 172 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy shit! Man! (laughs) No. So in 1980, I'm so glad this guy's the mayor. Maybe yeah. he can get shit done. No. My gas is 180 <laughs> degrees. No. So in 1980, people started seeing the ill effects of 1980? carbon monoxide. Carbon, 18 years. Carbon dioxide and low oxygen. How can you said it burns a long time? It's been 18 years. It's been burning that time. Oh my god. Uh, wait till you find out how long it's gonna burn. Oh lord. In 1981, a 12-year-old Todd Dumboski mm-hmm. uh, fell into a sinkhole created by the fire that was forced feet wide and 150 feet deep. Oh God! He managed to live. He oh, grabbed a good. hold of a tree root, and his cousin Eric Wolfgang, 14 years old, was able to save him by pulling him out. Okay, excellent. So this is the, this a brings sinkhole. me to the cat okay. moment. A oh. cat fell into a sinkhole and died. Oh. And one of the people were like, We lost our cat. Oh. So that happened. Yeah, I wish you'd left that out. Well, you started thinking about cats. So. I'll cut it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, my cat, I'm sorry, but my cat thing was a happy cat thing. <laughs> Can you imagine? People you said there walking was a cat around, moment. I thought it would be some kind of crazy around cat the thing attack. Uh, cute dork, whatever, yeah. stupid dork, Super dork. <laughs> little dork, little dork, little dork. And this Tom Todd Domboski came up and was like, why are you calling me a little dork? Yeah, I'm I'm hanging from my root. Yeah. Um, the hole was shooting out hot steam, which had lethal hot. carbon monoxide levels. Hot, oh. <laughs> this is not a spa. I'm sorry. David DeCock uh, would begin <laughs> reporting on this fire in... And between 1976 and eight, 1986, he would write about 500 articles on it. Oh, my God. I just like the name de Kock. Who doesn't? Quote from David de Kock, mm. This was a world where no human could live. Hotter than the planet Mercury, its atmosphere as poisonous as Saturn's. Uh, At the heart of the fire, temperatures easily exceeded 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, 4, 540 degrees Celsius. Uh, Lethal clouds of carbon monoxide and other gases swirled through the rock chambers. Uh, yeah, end quote. But don't worry. Yeah. We don't need to put it out or anything. So now that a kid had all but died from the fire, uh, which was now causing sinkholes, uh, people were like, it's time to go. Yeah. So in 1984, Congress spent $42 million on relocation of the Centralia citizens. You're kidding me. Yep. They moved the town? Not the whole town, but, the, but I mean, they, they moved the people out of the town? Yeah. Whoa. So, so most citizens accepted the buyouts and moved far away from them. Some did not. Those people are known as the assholes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So in 1992, Pennsylvania Governor Bob Casey invoked eminent domain on the entire town. That's, I'm fine with that. The people still wanted to stay and challenge this in court. No. They lost. Good. In two thousand. What is that? What are you fighting for? The right to get burned alive and f- have your house fall into a sinkhole? What is that? What is the, what's the upside here? In 2000... But the views are nice. <laughs> the steam. It's is so very, quiet here it's now. Very we love it. Uh, 2002, the U.S. Postal Service revoked Centralia's zip code. Ooh, yeah, this, the deepest cut of yeah, all. It's now a ghost town. Okay. In 2009, Governor Ed. It's Re- zip code is zero 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 zero. Death. You live nowhere. Your zip code is gone. That's right. Uh, in 2009, Governor Ed Rendell. Wait, hold on. Are we in the 2000s now? Yep. Did you say 2009? Yep. They started right. evicting the last holdouts in 2009. Yep. Despite that, people demanded to stay. What? In 2013, state and local <laughs> officials agreed with the local holdouts that they could stay there. What? But when they died, they would lose Which their land. Which will be next week in eminent domain. Oh my god! Uh, one of my favorite articles that I have read about this was on Crack dot com mm-hmm. called "Quote: I live in Centralia, PA. Uh, it's America's creepiest ghost town." sure quote. Uh, Evan V. Simon, with a Y, Mm -hmm. uh, interviews Jack and Becky, former residents, and then Guy, Jack's dad, who still lives there. Okay. Um, The article goes on to talk about how the ground just swallows up things and that the person, uh, that Guy, doesn't recommend walking out in the woods alone. Uh, uh. Quote from uh, Jack, I think, uh, quote, Every once in a while, you would come across a deer sticking out vertically with steam billowing out. It looked like they were crawling out. The poor deer had fallen into a sinkhole and had either starved to death or suffocated to death from the fumes. My friends would claim to see smoke coming out of its mouth like it had been burnt alive, but it was just the way the smoke came out. Okay, this is Mordor. Yeah. This is Mordor. <laughs> End quote. They've, like, it opened up the cracks of hell, and people are like, yeah, but it's nice in the spring. Yeah. What are you doing? So the sinkholes uh, caused Pennsylvania Route 61, now known as Graffiti Highway, to be rerouted because parts of the road collapsed. Good God, man. Yeah. How big is it? Wait, this is. Holy crap! Yeah. Okay. Uh, homes that are still standing from the few people who refused to leave have had to have multiple support beams added to the outside, and now it looks like they each have seven fireplaces. This is something. This is this is something <laughs> I will never understand. Why How you in would my stay? life. Yes, exactly. When, when like, the government's like going to pay you double the amount of money. Yeah. Worth and I p- see a cockroach at my house, and I'm like, it's time to move. <laughs> I do not get this. I see a spider, and I, I set it on fire. <laughs> My wife said I set the underside of my house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then sit in it. So the article then goes on to talk about how the gases are as deadly as the surface of Saturn. God. As we know. Quote from Guy: We always had the smoke, and my wife felt sick if she was near it. We stay away from it. It's bad news. Only the tourists go into the damn thing. End quote. Into what damn thing? The smoke. Okay. So tourists come and go into it. Uh. So Becky then added, Becky's one of the people being interviewed, that added that basically everyone in town sounded like they had black lung. What on earth are these people staying for? <laughs> you could be in another town and you'd hear that cough and know they were from Centralia. The Centralia cough. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And next, that's what you're doing. And then I'm next to you going, help the crippled guy. <laughs> the Shriners are back. That's right. So... In addition to that, the locals are pissed off at the fame of the town and all the tourists that are coming, especially at Halloween. Um, sure. The town was a real live haunted house with steam rising from the ground. Uh-huh. Becky went on to talk about how people would go near the steam and the ground would give way and people would fall up into their knees, like up to their knees in like a hole. I would not want to go there. I'm agog now. Yeah. I am just agog now. This exists in Pennsylvania yeah, in, like, still the America yep. right now. Okay. So, basically, parents would basically tell their kid, don't go near the steam if they um, chose to live there. Yeah. So, you'd think that the people with Sandy would leave, but they didn't, right? I would think that anyone would leave, So, yes. quote from Jack... We had meetings with scientists explaining what was happening. They were talking to miners, some of whom had degrees, and they so they didn't have to go layman. Um, the scientists and even other miners were telling them that the town could fall in piece by piece or get toxic gas, but they denied it and said they'd continue to live there because they didn't see it. The uh, These were after uh, pits started opening up, but they still said no, end uh, quote. At this point, if your house is swallowed up with you in it, uh, good riddance. Yeah. So Jack's dad guy replied with, quote, They thought they knew more than us, but they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a weird fucked up Charlie Brown adult voice. <laughs> and then Charlie Charlie Brown What was the rest of the quote he was saying? Um, he said, How come the town hasn't collapsed like they said? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as they said and you see that now. End quote. Because basically he was told to leave. He said, fuck you. Wow. Um, in addition to that, there's a conspiracy theory that the government wanted the coal and basically botched the job of putting out the fires so the residents would be forced to leave. It was one of their last legal arguments. Good God. I mean, they literally, like, these are climate denying people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Becky talk- Even when the climate is, like, in their backyard. And they're seeing it. Okay. Like, so Becky talked about how one of her old neighbors would get, uh, was a very get off my lawn type of people. Sure. Um, she Becky put, said, quote... My old neighbor, until the day she died... Would chase off journalists with a broom and hide sprinklers in her lawn to turn them on when people got near. I, I know. Can, I kind of like her. <laughs> I know. Before she died, she said she was in, quote in talks to buy a cell phone jammer, which seems incredibly illegal. But this woman was also fine with threatening to spray bug spray at tourist dogs. That's I'm, I love quote. her. I love her. <laughs> so I, and she, I. That's all I want to do at my house. She apparently just screamed at people in suits to like get the sure. fuck away. And, yeah, spraying bug spray. Yeah. yeah. So if it wasn't bad enough that the town doesn't like exist anymore, it is. The people stayed behind can't use the post office unless they buy a PO box because the post office won't come to deliver mail, and they can't use checks because they don't have a formal address. Uh. So, <laughs> uh, in addition to that, they don't uh. have access to the police or fire department. And the tourists are coming and taking pieces of their buildings because they don't think anyone lives there anymore. Okay. So their homes—they're like coming and taking a souvenir. This is amazing. <laughs> what is with people? I know. So my other favorite thing is that people Yelp review Centralia after <laughs> visiting, <laughs> <laughs> and there are people who aren't impressed. <laughs> So, Denise... Well, yeah, because the fire's moved on and it's heading for Philadelphia now. There go. So, Denise went during the winter and she said she couldn't see graffiti on the highway and didn't see smoke and it was disappointing. I didn't see any graffiti or smoke. I didn't get toxic poisoning one time. <laughs> also, and, there was a hair in my salad. Yeah. <laughs> and a quote from Andy C. was, quote, The number of graveyards nearby cannot be an accident, though. Not even spooky, that. Spoopy. What's that? Spoopy, like poop. Like, it's more like it's not spooky, it's spoopy. Well done, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and a masterful quote. wordplay. <laughs> this well, is exactly what's wrong with Yelp. I know. So, but here's the thing. People should know that it's really dangerous. Though, yes. And they shouldn't go. Right. But they still go. Right. Uh, quote from Bullshitist, uh, a website. Sure. Quote, you can still walk up to the landfill. The strippers are still there. That's okay. not part of the quote. No. Um, you numerous... still need to work just I know <laughs> Though numerous red signs will caution you against it You can smell the fire started before you see it Here the steam pours out more heavily than anywhere else And you can feel the ground growing slightly warmer beneath your feet You may pull your coat around you as the wind whips your hair around your head But just inches below your feet lie flames that would melt the skin off your bones End quote Seems fine Yeah mm-hmm. And uh, as uh, the town has become a ghost town It has also become an illegal dumping site for people Like for people? No, sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, is this where the mob goes? No, <laughs> it's, it's like a good place. Like you need just, to get rid of a body. Though. I love that it has gone full circle. Yeah. It started It's as a legal, legal dumping, dumping ground. Now? And now it's a illegal dumping ground. Oh, God. So people are like, like citizens are just adding fuel. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, there are kids who go on Halloween and throw wood onto the fissures to see if they'll catch fire. Wow. People now go volunteer to clean out the trash uh-huh the town wear a mask i guess the town was used by silent hill as the inspiration and visuals of the game the video game silent hill okay yeah. uh the centralia is that a video game i guess so cool yeah so the centralia fire has extended to uh Byrnesville. burnsville burnsville mm-hmm. which is several miles south of centralia which also had to be abandoned wait okay so this fire went to a different town and took over that town too okay um, so it's still going now. Yep. Predictions are that the fire will last another 250 years. What? Yep. Two 250 years. Ye- <laughs> they just threw some matches on a trash heap. Yeah. 250 years? Yeah. And it's going to eat half of the Northeast. Yep. Oh, my God. So uh, what is the bright side? I don't know. <laughs> Are we there? <laughs> we are. I mean, I imagine it's bright at night because it's on fire. <laughs> well, oh. It doesn't really glow anymore, so that's good. Uh, that's that's um, great. I have a few stretch bright I- bright sides. Okay. Right? So, like, I was stretching to find where the bright side here wow. was. Wow. Um, first, people who wouldn't have been able to get out of a mining town were able to leave and relocate far away from mining towns. Well, um, that's Probably true. got other jobs and other lives and escaped the mining life. I never thought about that. Because they, they did a census and the people from this Hold town. On. Wait a minute. We've made it to the bright side, everybody. Yay! Okay, yeah, the fire is still burning, so technically we don't have to give you a bright side yet, because this isn't over. <laughs> <laughs> but we're good but people. we're going to anyway. And we're going to give it to you. <laughs> With consent, well, yeah, with consent. Um, yeah. So wow. So because they did a census, and none of the people who relocated relocated moved to the towns nearby, other mining uh-huh. towns. So they're they're pretty convinced that people were like, i want to start my life over." That yeah, which is great because that like, is great because you had it, it sucks, but this is exactly what we're talking about though in the, in the bright side because like a tragedy led to people reinvigorating their lives and right. restarting in a in a brand new way. Yeah. I see I don't think that's a stretch bright side at all. I think that's a super bright side. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Well, I was searching and uh You did great. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good because I mean I'm I wouldn't say that I mean, if you choose to be a miner and live in a mining town, I mean, that's certainly, that's certainly a lifestyle choice to do that, and stuff yeah. and that people choose to do. But also, some people are stuck in it. Yeah. Some people find themselves that way and don't want to be. And this random uh, disaster gave them the opportunity to, to get change out. things. Yeah. The other, um, and a couple other ones is the people wanted to stay, even though it wasn't smart to stay, got to stay. So That's true. So they got to live their lives the way they wanted to. That's true. The so, bright side of them is that that lady got to spray uh, bug spray at dogs for the rest of her, <laughs> her life. She also got to which like... Which was her living her best life. Not add to the gene pool, so... <laughs> That's a bright side for all of us. Yeah. Um, the government did help relocate people. Sure. Which is a good thing. And a video So game. government was like uh, like stepping help. in and doing its job. Yeah, it did its job. And a video game was inspired. That's that's the weakest one. Well, I'm just thinking like a, it's inspired. <laughs> are you a gamer with a Y? Yeah, you are. I love games. What what games do you play? Uh, the games I used to play all the time were Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I love Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Fable for a while. Okay, good. I, I like the um, the Elder Scrolls. I think no, the, uh, yeah, I think it's the Elder Scrolls. I I wish I had I I I have no frame of reference for these at all. I mean, uh, I, I'm, we're <laughs> board gamers. So like we like game nights. And I love board, board games, games too. Yeah. I, I just think video when I think games. of gamer, I think of video games. Video games, I have to watch out because sometimes, every once in a while, I will play Grand Theft Auto <gasps> for Theft Auto. like a month straight. I'll do nothing else in my free time. Oh, and then for two years, I won't play any games at all. See, I used to play Grand Theft Auto literally just to commit crimes. Well, sure, that's it's what like I do. My purge, yeah, absolutely. And I get that every couple years, every year or two, I have to like do that for like a month. month i want to be there for that. Okay. i show you my tricks. You'll show me yours. Okay, sure, yeah. yeah. Literally, the tricks, they pick them up and put them in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you my tricks, but uh, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with a video game. What was it called? It push and, and shove or sit and relax and... Sit sh- and spin? No, not sit and spin. The, the relax oh, push and... back and relax. Yeah. No, no, relax and push back. That's the trick. That's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> that's the book, the secret? That's, no, that's the secret <laughs> for tricks. Oh. (laughs) For your tricks. (laughs) Tell them relax and push back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Push back. They'll understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think this is great. This was a really cool thing to learn about. And so this Centralia fire is still... Burning. Burning. And will burn a very long time. Yeah. And just eat homes and and post offices and schools and... And deers. And deer. And cats. Uh Uh-huh. And cats. And so far, no people. There's another bright side. Yeah. No people have died because of this horrific fire well well someone said i left it out but someone said that someone died from it i don't know if it was from fumes from, or whatever or falling in a pit i'm not sure i mm-hmm. think it was from the toxins well okay but i think if you've got a massive like state like state-sized uh fire, fire that uh, has killed maybe one or two people over doing the good. 30 yeah. years yeah, yeah i think great. For 40 42 years <laughs> Can you believe this? oh my god but here's the real question. How's Alonzo? <laughs> <laughs> he got his call. That bootlegged fuck got that, his coal. Good. That's good. I'll do it. Well, it we hope, Alonzo, if you're listening, please at us. Let us know you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to know if you're okay. <laughs> Did you find your coal? Did you find your cold dream? <sighs> oh, this is wonderful. Well, thank you, Jason, for teaching me about this of Fire. This is crazy. I had no idea about this. Yeah, that's wonderful. Surprise. Well, we hope you've enjoyed The uh, the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, so if you uh, enjoy us, please continue to uh, rate and review. It helps other people find the show. Yeah, We uh, we love five stars. We're not ashamed to say that. That's right. I I hate Yelp, but please do five-star us. We're not available on Yelp, but you can find us on iTunes. Yep. All right, so have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J and on Facebook at The Brightside with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look on, on the, the bright side. side.